and welcome to the Narrow Road Podcast, a place to share the journey of walking with God on the narrow road that leads to life. I hope that you find rest and encouragement here, but above all, the awareness that you're not alone on the way. Hello, hello, and welcome back in to the Narrow Road Podcast. I am your host, Rachel Bowyer, and this is episode two of 365 days of podcasting. So we will make a podcast every single day for 365 days, and today is day two. So it feels a bit daunting to know that I have such a long journey ahead, but I'm also really excited about it. Um, And today I wanted to talk about despair. (laughs) I wanted to talk about seasons of despair, I think because, quite honestly, that is um, the season I currently feel that I am in or have been living in for about the last two, two years, two and a half years maybe, and also because I feel like a lot of other people in the world are currently in a similar season, or maybe they're coming out of it, or maybe you're going into one. We never know, right? We never know what season of life we are coming into. And, and I don't think that despair is just a season necessarily. I think that there's a lot of um, factors that play into feeling despairing. Um, but I would say that mostly that's that has been the more constant emotion and feeling that I've just had over the last couple of years of my life. And so I just wanted to speak about that. But also speak encouragement to us and maybe some access to light that might draw you a little bit closer to ending a season of despair, as I know that I am certainly doing. And it isn't that despairing seasons don't have their joys and don't have their wonderful um, experiences within them. And I thank God for those because, wow, what would life be if it was just perpetual despair with no relief? But I thank God that he's merciful and that he's kind and that he does not break a bruised rod, as the Bible would say. Um, So I just want to maybe give some sort of backstory to where I'm at. I I said in the first episode that I've moved to New Zealand. And of course, when I came here, I didn't know I would stay here. I thought I was coming to sort of fulfill a lifelong desire to see New Zealand. Um, But then it just so happened that I enjoyed myself after backpacking around for the first month and decided to look around for just sort of temp jobs, just short-term work, just to kind of stay a bit longer. I had a visa that allowed me to work and I wanted to just kind of see what else the place had to offer if I didn't um, leave it right away. So I did. I ended up getting some temporary work with a government ministry And then that temporary work became a permanent position. And before I knew it, I was here, here. And at the very same time, I met my now husband, um, who's a huge part of why, obviously, I would still be living in New Zealand. And so he, when I talk about a season of despair, it feels cruel to say that when I'm basically still a newlywed. But Um, he has absolutely been the central bright spot of my time in this 
season of my life. Without him, I don't know who I would be or where I would be in this in this season. Um, but New Zealand has been a particularly difficult journey for me, um, unexpectedly so. I think there's so many factors that I won't go into it on, at this stage, but it's just been um, much more difficult than it than anticipated. Um, sorry, I hope that sound from my computer didn't just play through this episode. But anyway, so as I've sort of muddled through despair, I've gone through so many different emotions being a Christian because I think, especially when you you know in my in my previous life, let's say, I used to preach, I used to teach. I used to seek out the lonely and the brokenhearted in my family and my community and my friend group to lift them up, to raise them higher. And I knew all the tools, right? I knew all the, the scriptures, the tips, the tricks, the ways out of difficult seasons, the ways to lift other people, and oftentimes even to lift myself when I was going through a particularly difficult season. So having been invested in by wonderful men and women in the church throughout my my entire decade of the 20s of my 20s and having been to ministry school and having to and having been involved in so many ministries and avenues by which I was helping other people when I came into this season and it didn't go well at all <laughs> in so many ways knowing all the things but not seeing any breakthrough was unbelievably discouraging and in time you begin to see yourself as a failure or at least that's what I've done I've begun to say you know what what's happened (laughs) what's happened I know better I know all the things to do all the disciplines all the scriptures to get myself out of this place to believe God to stand in faith to to think more positively, but nothing I did worked. And eventually, I genuinely found myself giving up. I genuinely found myself just abandoning any sense of spiritual um, discipline in, in, in in the sense of trying to sort of get myself up out of the mud. I just accepted it. I really acquiesced to my reality. And that's when despair really set in. And it was just that sense of hopelessness. And right at that time was when obviously the world with the pandemic was really beginning to seem, it felt like it was coming apart. And I am, I'm someone that is very empathetic and I'm a deep feeler. So I struggle at times to discern between what are my emotions and what are the emotions of the person next to me or the emotions of the people in the room or the emotions of the planet right now you know how much of this is really mine to work through and how much of this is so many other people's and that was only burdening me further (laughs) and driving me down into a place that I was completely unfamiliar with and it didn't take long before I I nearly no longer recognized myself, really. I was depressed. I was angry. I was sad. I was numb. I was indifferent. I was walking around town actively evading and avoiding people and interactions with people. 
and uh, and a lot of that isn't just the way the world changed. I think a lot of that was coming into a new culture that did things very differently, and and I had to to figure out how to be me inside of it, and and I couldn't really do that very well. Um, and so I just sort of hermited myself, and the process was slow, but it was consistent. This sort of pulling out of society, pulling away from people, pulling away from God, pulling away from myself. And having no family here, having no real friends from my past life who knew the real me, um, and having a new husband who is the best gift I could ever be given from the Lord, but still, he doesn't know the old me. He only knows the me I'm, I'm becoming inside of my despair and my sense of wilderness and my sense of lostness. And and so he couldn't really speak life in the sense of remember who you are, remember the truth. He couldn't remind me who he was, who I was if he didn't really know that person. And so I felt very alone, very alone. And the reaching for God just wasn't really there in any substantial way. And so partly why I'm doing this podcast is, you know, the Bible talks about stirring up your own spirit, you know, preaching to yourself a good word, like, and that's, one thing I'm hoping this will do not only for those who are under the sound of my voice, but for myself to remind myself of who I am, remind myself of the God I love, of the God I serve, of the God that I know hasn't abandoned me. I've just been buried under a really, really difficult set of circumstances in so many ways. And and it's muffled his voice. And instead of looking at it from the perspective of how I failed or where I've gone wrong or what I could have done differently or what I could have done better, I'm choosing to believe the best about God and the best about myself as his daughter and to remind myself of the truth if I have no one else to remind me. And I do over the phone, maybe not as much in person, but I have people to remind me. But if if I have no one, I have I have to have the truth of God inside me speaking to me. And I hope for you, wherever you are, if you have been or you are in a season of despair, I want you to know that first of all, this truth I speak to myself, it will end. This season will end. It is not, it cannot, and it will not be forever. God is not a God that he would cause us to suffer endlessly till the very end. That is not who he is. He's a good God and he's in a good mood, despite how our circumstances may feel. So I just want to speak that encouragement to you that it will end. But I also want to give myself and you some some resources here. So there's a man that I um, got to know at a distance through having attended Bethel for several years in Redding, California, Bethel Church. And he's a man, he actually ministers or has his ministry out of North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. His name is Randall Worley. Um, He's a wonderful, wonderful man of God. And he has a great Instagram. I highly recommend you follow his Instagram for just encouragements. But I wanted to read you a post that has particularly stood out to me because it came just recently and it's just for me, it's right in this season, and I'm going to piggyback off of what he's saying. But first, let me read it for you, okay? This is by Randall Worley. And he says, no matter how robust your faith might be, sometimes you have to rely on the faith of your friends to carry you. Such was the case of a paralyzed man in Mark chapter 2 that was carried by four of his friends through a crowd and hoisted up on the roof of a packed out house and let down through the roof to Jesus. Jesus. 
This man was physically paralyzed, but we too can experience the paralysis of our faith when our circumstances contradict what is possible for us. Our personal faith is important, but what you do but what do you do when your faith is faltering and you can't get up or bounce back from what has knocked your legs out from under you? That is when you need the faith of friends to carry you. Jesus saw the faith of the paralytic's friends and he healed him. That hit me so hard because I realized that in this season of life, I've always historically been a rather independent person, and I've been someone who loves to go help people and doesn't so much reach out for help. It takes a lot for me to reach out for help. And I think a lot of the suffering of this season could have been reduced if I reached out a bit more. If I just asked people for help, I have plenty of people in my life that could and would help if, if I would rely on them, if I would make myself vulnerable in that way. Um, but also, I. I found that because of the season of life that so many of us have been in over the last couple of years with its innumerable hardships, some people that I did really humble my pride and ask for help from couldn't really provide it because they themselves were suffering so much. And so then where do we go, right? What do we do? And and that's where um, really, really just honestly, in some seasons, it's just holding on. I think that that's been me, uh, certainly in the last year, it's really just been holding on and and letting time pass and <laughs> waiting for this season to start coming to a close. But one of the things that I chose to do was I reached out to Bethel, my former church, um, and they have a program, an online program for people who had gone through ministry school, but they've been out for a while and they wanted to sort of reconnect and and minister to each other and be ministered to and just get back in that sense of community people that can have your back because sometimes even the relationships in our lives that are long standing they they can't always be what we need because they just have all their own stuff going on and that's really really hard when you need them um but I feel like there's almost like an opportunity inside of despair that feels so collective to reach out to new people. And so that's exactly what I've done. I've reached out to a new group of people. These are people I do not know. We share a similar DNA by having previous experience with the same ministry that so supported us. Um, but we're new and I'm choosing to be vulnerable. I'm choosing to be real with them. And I'm already beginning to see the oxygen and the life that's beginning to come back into my bones and come back into my veins and arteries and my heart and my soul. And it perhaps is even part of why I have the courage right now to start this podcast. So I say that to encourage you that if you're in a season of despair and you have exhausted the resources around you, or you simply don't have any resources around you, I would encourage you to consider seeking out community in a place Maybe that you've been before, but you haven't been to in a long time. Maybe it's a place you've never been before. Maybe it is going to require confidence and courage and just the opportunity to, to even connect with one person who will listen to you vulnerably and care about what you have to say enough to listen and pray for you. That's really all we need, listening and prayer and if they can throw a prophetic word or two that can ignite your bones, then all the better. But I would just encourage you maybe to be vulnerable and to ask for help. 
if you haven't asked for help around you, maybe maybe do that. And if you have and they can't, then go elsewhere. <laughs> Find it where you need it because the faith of friends, sometimes your faith is just knocked down. And that was me. My faith was knocked down. And I'm seeing the lived experience of relying on someone else's faith to support me. And that's not something I'm known for doing or, or find easy to do, but I'm doing it. I also wanted to just read a couple of scriptures to you to just encourage you about the God's identity inside of a rough or difficult season. Just to remind you of the truth of who he is and the truth of who he will be and is for you, even if you can't see it. In Psalm 91, it says this, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. For he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and buckler. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day. Another scripture um, says in Psalms 34, When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all of their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He, he keeps all his bones, not one of them is broken. First Peter, verse 5, excuse me, first Peter chapter 5, verse 7 says, casting all of your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Cast all of your anxieties on him because he does care for you. And of course, the ever common and familiar and often quoted verse, but let it still be spoken, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, plans to give you a future and a hope. So I just want to encourage you today, wherever you are, that God hasn't forgotten you. He sees you. He knows you. And I hope that if this podcast isn't for you today, that you would send it to someone that is, because I know the power of, a, of despair, of hopelessness. And sometimes it can really feel like everything's falling down around you, but I want you to know that this season too shall pass. It will pass. And there's no way that you can stop the will of God in your life. You can't ruin it. You can't wreck it. You can't get off track enough that you utterly forfeit and forsake God's goodness and his goodwill towards you. You simply can't. You simply aren't powerful enough. It will come to an end. Hold on to him trust him and find the faith of a friend to lift you up if you don't have what it takes in this particular season and know that it's okay it's okay to not be okay and the leader of this group that I'm a part of through my former church well, I guess I'll call it my church really um, she said something to me that was really interesting she said in despairing seasons and seasons where we feel like we've lost all hope we can't see a point. We can't see the why. We can't understand, God, why have you left me here? Why have you brought me here? Why has this happened the way that it's happened when I thought it would be so great? Or I, you know, the last however many years were hard and I thought this would be a better year, you know, whatever our questions are, we may never get those answers, right? But Jesus is sufficient. 
He is enough. His grace is sufficient for for you. But she said this other thing that I found very interesting, and it just kind of, it just spoke to my soul. That's it, really. But she said, in seasons of despair, we develop deep roots, right? Think of yourself as an oak tree. And in seasons of despair or winter seasons, when it looks the most difficult, the most just destructive even, that's when the roots go deep. They have to go deep. And she said, deep roots can always find water. Roots can always find water. The water for your soul, the water to survive, the water that gives you sustenance, that keeps you going, that gives you hope and inspiration, those roots always find water. And when you come out of this season, those deep roots are going to pay dividends in the easy seasons, in the comfortable seasons. Those deep roots are going to are going to sharpen you and help you to be wiser and more sure-footed, more in love with Jesus, more confident in your walk with God, more aware of who he really is. And I think, is there anything more important than to have the right image of God? Because despairing seasons can really challenge our image of God. But even though you can't see it, you can't see your roots growing right now. You can't see them, you can't feel them, and sometimes you may not even know when they've hit water. But when you come out of this season and you see how much you flourish, how strong your branches and how bright your leaves are, you will know that all along your roots had been diving down deep and finding water. So I bless you with the hope and the encouragement that when it feels like it's all lost, what am I gaining? All I see is what I'm losing, who I'm becoming that I don't know and I don't like. Take heart. That more good may be happening just below the surface than you can actually see. That God may be more in all of this than you can actually feel. So I bless your deep roots to grow. And I also want to say this about winter seasons. You know, I, I think, I can't remember who said it, they were worship leaders, but they said that when all the leaves are off the trees and it's the dead season, it's the cold season, it's the hard season for survival. The one thing that we don't often think about in the winter season is how clear things become. All the leaves are off the trees and when you're walking through a forest, it feels like you can see for ages down. When you could never see like that, in the, even in the spring, in the summer, even in the fall. You could never see that clearly, but in the winter seasons, in the dead seasons, in the dry season, you can see clearly. And so I bless your eyes to see. I bless your eyes to see who you really are, to see God as he really is. I bless you to see your future, to dream for your future, to believe for greater inside of this clarity when everything else is stripped away, when all the distractions are stripped away. I bless you to see clearly. And to trust that your roots are finding water and that they are becoming deeper and deeper and you will actually live and breathe and be blessed and experience abundance in the next season of life because you held on to truth in this season and you trusted in the process. So I thank you so much for listening. I will be back tomorrow with another podcast. I hope you'll tune in. I hope you'll share this with anyone that may be Um, in a difficult season at this time. And yeah, I just bless you in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Narrow Road podcast, and I will see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye.